Welcome to the Faces podcast. We're a Christian and Muslim charity working to build resilience in faith communities against child sexual exploitation and other forms of harm. Right, I'm here with Amram and Norman, and I'm sitting in the beautiful, pleasant surrounds of Dunstable Cricket Club. And there's a match going on outside uh, with two teams playing. And I've come to look at the program you guys run. Uh, reaching out to young people, helping keep them safe, helping give them aspirational um, things to run for with sport. And so um, I think it's, it's going fantastically well. I've seen some good quality cricket. How did you guys get into this? What has drawn you uh, into working in this? And um, you're working this with um, Cricket East, I understand. And there's a whole load of different organizations involved in helping pull that together. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves? Tell us how you got involved in this. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. Um, so my name's Amran Malik, as you mentioned. I'm here today on behalf of Cricket East and an organization called Streets, um, which is basically a collaboration to use cricket as a vehicle to engage different communities and the model that we've used as part of that is called Streets, where we use sport, training, recruitment, education, employment, technology, and try and create it to become sustainable. So try and use sports as vehicles and, and, and make communities more sustainable using that as a medium. Um, and the objective is cricket is very, very popular in a town like Luton. And not only amongst young people, but across the whole of, of, of the community. So we're talking about women and girls to um, veterans and seniors. And, and, and now we have initiatives, a broad spectrum of initiatives from disability cricket with super ones. We have all stars from five to eight year olds. And, and today here, we're with a, a team called Luton Steelbacks, which is at the performance end of the spectrum. So from recreational, to participational and then performance cricket. So we've got a broad spectrum of different initiatives going on. Uh, you, Norman? Uh, my name is Norman Javed and I work for an organisation uh, called Lord Taverners and uh, we run a project by the name of Wickets in collaboration with Cricket East. So Wickets is a programme where we use cricket as a tool for social inclusion. Uh, we break down barriers because cricket predominantly was considered to be a rich man's sport. But we break down those financial barriers and give an opportunity to everyone so that they can come, show their talent, and then we give them to Amran where <laughs> they can join in Luton Steelbacks. So that's, that's, that's wickets in a nutshell. Yeah, that's very good. And have you both had a love of cricket growing up? Is that part of this? Or is it broader than that? There's a lot more going on. I was more of a, um, I'm not, Norman can share his journey, but myself, I was more of a recreational player. However, um, I was playing two years above my age in school, but again, it was one of them stereotypes where parents would say education rather than sport when I was very sporty. So there weren't opportunities for, for me to proceed. And I think now, in hindsight, because I had the talent, I'm now trying to give back to the Luton community, trying to create opportunities that I never had um, growing up um, to young people that, who do have talent and give them the opportunities to aspire. Um, and this initiative is one of them examples of 
what was the why, why did my parents not let me go down to sporting because they thought what if sports doesn't bear fruit then then what you're going to do I'm become unemployed so the Luton Steelbacks in partnership with the Shared Learning Trust is giving young people an opportunity to fulfill their dream they can play the game at the highest level with Northamptonshire County Cricket Club supporting this endeavor and and do their free A level still or do their B tech so if you say to me why am I doing this I want to make sure that young people of the town who are talented get an opportunity to fulfill that talent and get that chance to maybe play for England one day and also have a safety net because if they don't get there to be realistic and have that educational backing so yeah didn't play at a high level but um, trying to change things so it's better for the next generation for me cricket has always been a passion i was i was left in the cricket ground when i was 11 and i'm still there i'm 43 now uh so i i played internationals i played first class and now i'm coaching for for lutons not only steelbacks but for various clubs in luton so the opportunity when i was growing up we never had so many opportunities in our city so now when i see these youngsters because of imran because of cricket is they're getting those opportunities i mean when i was growing up we we had just two bats in the team and we used to share everything with our with our teammates but now when i see them arranging their kits i see their clothing it it feels really good because those barriers are being broken and it's it's i think it's our time now to give something back to these kids to give something back to the community So um as you know faces have a safeguarding um role at looking at protecting um children and young people and we do that from a faith background uh using multiple faiths uh, to see that happen you guys are using sport to do some of the same yeah. <laughs> and so could you tell us a little bit about how you see sport safeguarding young people so you know like there are so many chances so In 2017 when I came across cricket and when I done an initial consultation of the town so you know we're talking you know 77 bombers had assembled in Luton you know we're talking you know from the EDL and Tommy Robinson being as part of this town Luton being in the top what I don't know 5 to 10 most violent and exploitative towns in the country so there was a cocktail of different challenges um that we had in front of us that how could we make an impact how could we make a difference and safeguard and use cricket as an intervention um and partner with different organizations so we won't say cricket east alone did this because active luton is a very 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 good partner of ours and with them working with those who are from because lords tavern's wickets program work with young people that live in areas of deprivation but active luton have an energized program that supports and facilitates young people on free school meal provisions who are on income related free school meal provisions and so cricket east and wickets coaches um are trained to go into these environments and train these young kids and use sport as a vehicle and we've got cricket coaches doing basketball football tennis and 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 becoming multi-sport individuals to facilitate the needs of the community and as a result that safeguarded these young people from indulging in activities that 
if we weren't there, they might have been on the street. They might have got engrossed into gangs. And by providing, so we're very fortunate at Lord's Taverners, Chance to Shine, ECB, cricket, um, you know, like Active Luton, that we've created this seven-day-a-week provision almost, year-round, 51 weeks in a year, where young people have a safe space to go to. There's, we have over 40 plus, 40 plus. coaches, all DBS safeguarded. They're, they're all, all, and they're from the community that provide this safe space for the young people. And when you've got something going on almost seven days a week for 51 weeks in a year, we're 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 filling that vacuum. And, and, and creating that opportunity for young people, and, and not just young people, their parents, um, to come play sport. And every week we have a central theme, a central discussion. So that could be personal hygiene, that could be anger management, that could be conflict resolution. So what we do is through sports, every single week, we will um, embed a central learning theme that will go with that child into their household. Um, so, you know, it's things like that. And, and, and part of that is, you know, community cohesion. We're talking about faiths and we try and celebrate and, and, and discuss different faiths. So when it's Diwali, we'll talk about Diwali. When it's Eid, we'll talk about Eid. And when it's Christmas or Easter, we'll talk about Christmas and Easter. So the young people that attend these sessions understand the, um, you know, living in coexistence with one another. And how it's okay to have different faiths, but on the basis of humanity, all respect one another. So that's how we're, the approach that we're using, using the streets model, is trying to um, embed learning themes through sports. Yeah, and I guess that understanding of each other yeah. is, is really, really important. And what, you know, and, and what makes each one of us tick is yeah. so, so Very important. True. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what I see... Uh, any sport, be it cricket, basketball, tennis, it's way above any religion. It's a, it's a way of life. You need to be disciplined. You need to be you need to be you need to look after your personal hygiene. You have to be there on time. You have to come back on time. You have to eat proper things. You have. I mean, there are so many things that are involved in being a cricketer or any sports sports person. So what our our Wicked project? Not only Wicked project, the projects that we are running in Luton. We've got about forty plus coaches who used to be participants. And now they are role models. We've got a number of examples. Uzair, we've got Kayam, we've got Arham. They were participants. They didn't even have beards when they joined us. Now they are grown-up men. They are coaching. They are inspiring the young generation now. And there have been so numerous emails that we receive every day. Oh, so he's become a coach. What do I need to do if I want to be a coach as well? So we, it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. Uh, for for these youngsters who are coming up or the youngsters who have already joined us like three, four years ago. So that's what's happening uh, in Luton, like Active Luton, they're running an energize camp uh, during the summers and the, and the winters. Then we're working uh, hand in glove with the Bed- Bedfordshire Police. Then it's ECB, then it's Cricket East, All-Stars programs, Dynamo's programs. So we can talk for ages on these on these programs. So that's what I see in Luton. I'm very new to Luton, about a year and a half in. But the things that are happening here to uh, to help out these youngsters have been have been mind-boggling. Yeah. It sounds very very exciting, and I think um, for the young people, um, what you've got is it sounds like you've got a peer mentorship scheme yeah. where um, 
people who've broken through are turning around and helping others. And that, that ability not just to have your view of yourself and I'll, I'll push myself forward, you're actually doing it in a way that helps the community. And uh, have you got any examples of that? Yeah, I mean, a, a striking example of that is, for example, working in partnership with Active Luton again, we did um, asylum seekers and refugees that came from Afghanistan, came to um, Luton, were based in the hotel, they were lodged there for many, many months, and they were exactly an example of what you say for when people become vulnerable and cocooned in a place for such a long time. And a town like Luton is very easy and susceptible to become, when you're in that isolated and vulnerable position, to be um, put into a situation. And again, working with partners like Cricket East, the Lord's Taverners Programme, the ECB Programme, what we did was we, we, create, we had an Afghan hub Okay, where we've been supporting these young people, which look at this this hub where they had cricket. So we've got Afghan refugees who are living in different accommodations are getting taxied into this hub every week to just play cricket. And this was their they would have Afghan music on playing the game. And then when we when the, over four hundred Afghan refugees came, these young people were the interpreters for us. These young people assisted in the delivery of them programs and they helped co-produce the programs which then assisted the transition of these new refugees and asylum seekers had come in. And that's just one example, that's really. That's fantastic, yeah. That how... That, that, and now we're in that position where, you know, they've been now given the right to stay in the country and they are now going to be... Yeah. I think Shahid's just Shahid recently already been trained heard. as a coach who's now going to then now get employed. Yeah. And, and as he understands the value cricket has had on him, he's now going to support us because Luton's a city of asylum. And yeah. there's many nationalities, many different ethnicities who've come into the town, are in a very vulnerable state. And when they see someone like Shahid, who's been in that same scenario who's now on the other end, that will give them hope to say, OK, look, we can do this. And not only does it help their emotional, social and physical well-being, we're helping them from a career perspective as well. And, and that's the next stage where we're doing with Active Luton is a project called Inspiring Lives, Young Lives, um, where we're going to be helping asylum seekers and those who are disengaged from education, who are part of these PIUs, and creating programs and co-produce programs to help them as well. So that's fantastic. And just one question: you're building up a beautiful pool of talent. Yeah. Um, a lot of what I saw in the press a while back was about racism in cricket and selectors not selecting people from. That that seemed to be in the media bubble probably a year ago or so. Yeah. Is that still the same way? How has that been broken down? Um, it's an interesting point you raise here because across the country there are these challenges and it's been very well documented. The ICEC report that come, that's come out also highlights um, key failures across the country when it comes to selection and, and the element of racism within the game. Um, we're very fortunate because Cricket East, Northamptonshire County Cricket Club... Um, have been doing that prior to this report coming out. So when we talk about Luton Steelbacks, um, 
because it's a lot of talent can't get to Northamptonshire. So what Northamptonshire have done is they've come to the t- urban centre. So it's the urban strategy that we've had. And they'll be allowed to be selected from here and be cherry-picked and, 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 and created into that pathway. So by having an urban strategy like the one we've done here in Cricket East, ECB and other county boards are looking at Luton and looking at it as a flagship, just like the Wickets yeah. programme is a flagship, um, that now other counties across the country are looking at the Wickets Luton project. They're looking at the Luton Steelbacks and thinking, how can they replicate and scale this good practice? So, yeah, you're right in saying there is a lot of racism. Um, but I think it's beyond sport. It's societal. Because I grew up, um, I don't know how well you know Luton, I grew up in Tintown, um, which is a part of Luton where there was quite a lot of racism. I lived in a council estate. I had bricks through the window growing up. I had dogs, I had dogs trained on the word packy. So... Dogs, when, when, when a dog would hear the word packy, they'd run. And I usually I'd be re- the, the person is. So I, I understand, yeah. but I, I understand that racism has always been there. And, and I do understand that cricket has taken the brunt of it, but I don't think it's sport based. I think it's societal. And, and, and if you say to me, Amran, so based on my experiences growing up and experiencing racism head-on, face-on, I'm making a change by educating people who tend to fear what they don't know. So now when they see a South Asian man and, you know, we're helping out and, and they see others, what ends up happening is they it's educating. It's educating the masses through sports, um, irrespective of the ethnicities. And it's not just English. Sometimes a South Asian person can be racist to another so I think it's a, a human trait because yeah. I True. spent time True. in Pakistan and I yeah. saw some Pakistanis being racist towards other ethnicities which were a minority so I think it's a human trait yeah. and people feel what they don't know and we're using sports as that true. medium of breaking down them barriers very true uh, like what uh, Amran Bhai said uh, it was more of a societal thing you're, you're 100% right it's not, it's not based on cricket I mean I'll take you back to 1973. There was a sitcom by the name of Faulty Towers. So most of the jokes were not against any certain ethnicity. It was just a joke that a, that a white man was making of other nationalities. Everybody was laughing at it. And that was considered to be a very nice sitcom. So it was more of society. I won't say cricket, football, basketball. So this is the thing that needs to be educated. We're all equal and created by one one God. We're all equal. We all have got talents. And that's it. I've never experienced racism myself. I'll be be very honest. I've lived in Essex. I studied in Essex. But I've never experienced it myself. So I can't can't have any examples like Amran Bhai just said. I I don't have these examples. So that's what I've heard. And that's what I've not gone through, luckily. Uh, but these are the things that we are trying to change as well. And the model you've got sounds great at cracking that open yeah. and, and breaking through. And I, I notice you've got a number of uh, talented uh, cricket um, 
selectors and people around, yeah. which is fantastic in helping break that open. Um, this is going to have to be the first innings, I think. <laughs> uh, there's so much we can discuss. I hope to continue the second innings uh, in another setting and, and witness um, some of that um, uh, probably tomorrow night. So um, I look forward to that and we'll leave it there. But thank you. Thank both. you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Cheers.